More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Second hour of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show is here. It is upon us. We thank you for being with us today. As always, we are going to take you deep into the latest of the uh, Canada protests here in just a moment. Still watching closely as the prospect of war in Ukraine uh, hangs over. Certainly the region and a lot of people's attention focused on whether that's going to be the case or not. Could be a huge head fake, a massive bluff from Vladimir Putin, or could be the opening of a major war. We shall see. And continued uh, pushback from parents. You love to see it. You know, you really do. And this time in San Francisco, not even a somewhat purple county like Loudoun, Virginia, uh, where San Francisco parents are saying the school board is run by loons, leftist loons, of course. And we're hoping this continues all across the country. But there was a, a moment in time when the journos were particularly upset, even for them, against Donald Trump. You'll recall this. And it was when he publicly referred to them as the enemy of the people. And they acted like this was the most terrifying thing that a commander in chief had ever done. And then Trump, in Trumpian fashion, and reminded everybody... The man himself will be joining us here on this show on Tuesday. We will be in Mar-a-Lago. So he's not calling in. We're hanging with the Trumpster on Tuesday. That's right. We're going to be hanging out with him. Clay and I are going to be spending an afternoon with the man uh, talking to him about all the things, all the things. So that's Tuesday right at the top of the show. So you definitely want to tune in for that. But Trump said they're the enemy of the people, the corporate Democrat media. And they said, how dare you? And he says, yeah, actually, I'm doubling down on it. You're the enemy of the people. And one of the things that folks would point to is not only the propaganda, which I think we all understand, that's how the Democrat-aligned media does what they do, a lot of propaganda, but also their willingness to destroy everyday folks, just to, to shame, to name shame and, and annihilate small business owners, people that post something on Facebook. I remember, Clay, do you remember when CNN went after somebody for posting a a meme. I can't. I think it was a meme of drunk Nancy Pelosi, 
And they and it was modified so that she looked a little bit, you know, she was just doing the usual. But they made it seem like she was actually drunk. CNN tracked the meme maker down. Do you remember this? Yeah, I remember that. And I also remember when they were allowing people to just go up and knock on the door when you donated to Kyle Rittenhouse. I mean, that to me, I'm not sure there's any group. It's, It's a fun question. Does any profession praise itself more than journalists? And without without any actual basis, That's what I'm saying. For, right? I mean, I mean in, act- in America, you would think. I mean, most lots of professions. Like I'm a lawyer, and by trade, lawyers make fun of the fact that we're lawyers, right? There's tons of lawyer jokes. What what I'm like? What do you have when you've got a lawyer up to his neck in cement? Not enough cement, right? I mean, like, everybody has heard as many different lawyer jokes as you can imagine. Journalists, I, I mean, without without any form of satire or sarcasm, really do consider themselves to be the saviors right. of the United they, States. They, they will refer to themselves unironically as the firefighters of our democracy when they are yes. actually the arsonists of our society. That's what we're really <laughs> dealing with, okay? And, and we say that we're two guys who work in the media in part, one of the reasons I got into this was because I wanted to get into a place where I could just take swings at the other side in a way that would actually land and, and hit back. Because I got so sick of all the lies, stretching back for a long time. And Clay, I know you're a guy who's come to just view the right as really team reality, right? Like, we're just looking at things the way team they sanity. are. I started and, off just talking about sports, and then sports spiraled out of control. And I just felt like, is this the real world? And here I am. So on this point about the enemy of the people... Um, and, and how Trump, even I at first, I was like, enemy of truth, yes, enemy of the people. And Trump said, no, 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 they are. And you know, he's got a point. He's got a point. In Canada right now, there's a story that I think really illustrates a lot. You know, there was the Give, Send, Go data leak. No, Give, Send, Go is where it's the platform for sending money that people went to after GoFundMe, which to Clay's point also came into controversy because people that were giving money to GoFundMe for Kyle Rittenhouse, I think that got shut down. And then they found people who had donated or showed up at their door knocking on the door. How dare you give $50 to the Kyle Rittenhouse fund? I mean, there were media doing this. And this is also the thuggish left, also known as the authoritarian collectivist Democrat Party. They always want to know who's giving money to whom. They're always in favor of of trying to out conservative donors or or causes uh, donors to causes that they don't like because they want to they want to name shame and run it's classic Alinsky freeze the target isolate the target destroy the target right well if you are a gelato cafe owner in Ottawa Canada right now Stella Luna Gelato Cafe has closed down Clay because someone hacked into the Give Send Go database and I think this is very interesting who. Tucker pointed this out on a show last night. I think we should know who did this. Kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. You know, those companies, you think they're doing massive financial transactions. Hacking into it is not a minor thing. So they got hacked into, and the owner of this cafe gave $250. Tammy Giuliani. I wonder if any relation, by the way. I have no idea. But Tammy, $250. $250. $250. Yeah. Because she thought it was a peaceful protest group, and it was uniting people. And she talked to this a little bit. And she now had to shut down her her gelato store in Ottawa because the Ottawa citizen and the, you know, go all the Canadian media had picked up this story and and they're they're putting her name all over the place. You'd say, oh, Buck, well, she's already shut down, guys, because of all the death threats and everything else. People are calling in 
They're calling in, threatening to throw bricks through her window, burn her store to the ground, and and the media is naming and shaming. They're going out to the people from the Give, Send, Go list saying, hey, we're calling you because your name was one of the donors. What do you think about this? We know exactly what this is. This is the establishment using its muscle to crush private political opinion and dissent and funding. You know, what, what's, a, what's a more free country right now? You know, can, people are pointing this out. Canada or Hungary, which the left is always saying is authoritarian, you know? It makes me want to donate money to the Canadian truckers. And you know what's going to happen, Buck. I mean, I said live on the air that I was donating money to the defense funds on January 6th, and then I went and donated money. At some point, somebody's going to hack that January 6th defense fund, and there are going to be all these articles written as if I haven't already publicly said that I donated money. They're going to be like, oh, Clay Travis was donating money to him. What do you have to say for yourself? And they're like, why don't you go back a month when I said live on the air that I was doing it? But doesn't this make you, I mean, it makes me want to donate to the Canadian truckers cause. And also it makes me want to go buy gelato from that gelato place, even if I can't get it here shipped to me because it won't make it. Now you have to wonder. Given Trudeau's invocation of the Emergency Act, which is really the Canadian version of like the Insurrection Act, it's martial law. It's a serious, yeah, it's a serious escalation. hasn't been done in. in, uh, This is a new version of an even older law, and this has not been invoked in in many decades. And and so you have to wonder: Would the owner of the Gelato Cafe for this two hundred and fifty dollar donation under Trudeau's governance right now? martial law they could seize her bank accounts they could shut down her payment processors uh they could probably deny her the right to travel in or out of the country they could seize her passport or canadian passport they could i'm sure find a you know a reason to say that she should be detained she should be put in jail for domestic terror financing i mean you go down the list now they haven't done this but i'm saying the powers they have given themselves right now to crush the trucker protest would allow this and the media, Clay, instead of saying, hold on a second, the Canadian media, which is state broadcasting, so everyone knows that, instead of saying, hold on, this is this is not what you have in a free society. They're saying, yeah, we saw your name on that list, you know, hot dog stand owner. Be tough if somebody sees this and decides they want to, you know, threaten your life and your family's life for, you know, supporting domestic terrorists with a $50 donation. That's what the media in Canada is doing right now. Oh, and imagine if, the same thing had happened to BLM in the United States. If there had been a list of all the BLM donors coming out, and then it had come out that there was a random store owner, gelato owner in, uh, in, in I don't know, Minneapolis or somewhere in Milwaukee where BLM was particularly active, and all of a sudden Republicans started berating that store such that it had to shut down, the media would cover it, but they would cover that gelato owner as the modern-day equivalent of Rosa Parks, right? I mean, they would turn that gelato owner into an incredible Civil hero. Civil rights hero, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And they would, they would label all the people who were coming after them as the worst people on the planet. Now, again, I always try to, and I know it's rare, stand on principle over politics. I think you should be able to donate to political causes that you believe in, and it's going to be a wild idea, and not have your business shut down as a result, whatever political cause you are supporting. Think about the logic here in Canada. 
they're de- they're declaring that this protest or anyone who shows up to it is effectively engaged in some form of illegal activity. Terrorism. And they'll, and they'll point right. And they'll point to, you know, they'll say there was a flag here or a person threatened someone there or what, whatever it may be. BLM burned a police station to the ground. People acting in the name of BLM, which I mean, you know, people don't have membership cards for this stuff. So BLM, for all intents and purposes, tried to burn down a federal courthouse in Portland. Destroyed whole sections of neighborhoods, looted stores. Dozens of people were killed. Black Lives Matter raised almost a hundred million dollars. It's amazing, everybody. and they don't even know what happened in twenty twenty. No one even knows where the money went. Could you imagine if the Trump administration had said, and by the way, maybe they should have, uh, we're going to use domestic terror finance statutes to not just scrutinize but seize. Millions and millions of dollars that citizens of this country or people in this country donated to BLM. And we're going to label them terrorists. They would burn down even more neighborhoods, Clay. Well, and to be fair, the media would say this is wildly inappropriate action for a president to have undertaken. And that's why I always say you have to stand on principle and stand behind the precedents that you support. That's how team reality wins. Because, look, you're right. There, There's... 20% 20% of the population, frankly, on both sides, that are going to excuse no matter what happens. This is this is where I learned, Buck, when I did sports, if a team had a player do something inappropriate and he was a player on your team, you would bend over backwards to defend whatever he did, right? Like Ray Rice knocked a woman out on video running back for the Baltimore I remember Ravens. That. Right after he did that, Buck, People showed up at the Ravens practice in Ray Rice jerseys and said, hey, you know what? He deserves another chance. Do you know why? Because he was a decent running back for the Baltimore Ravens. They were a fan of that team. Fandom is based on emotion, not rationality. And there are people who are fans of political parties and will defend whatever that political party does to the end of the earth. But that's not most people. Most people are rational. And how you win in team reality is by doing what you're pointing out just taking whatever the facts are, subtly altering them and saying, imagine if we had done this, what would the response have been? And the light bulb goes off for a lot of people on Team Reality, on Team Sanity, and they say, boy, this is really wrong. I think some of the big, lasting uh, takeaways, conclusions that people will have from this whole period of the pandemic and also the aftermath of BLM, Clay, will be uh, a massive and justified distrust of government institutions, both in this country and in Canada and in a lot of the what's referred to as the Anglosphere, the English speaking, you know, English speaking world, uh, Australia, New Zealand. And then also a recognition that the corporate media, just like the way big government and big, uh, big companies love each other, the corporate media pretends to be on the side of the downtrodden, the oppressed and a voice for the voiceless. They are actually the handmaidens of those in power. They will they will support those not only who are in power, but who abuse as Justin Trudeau in Canada is power in obvious ways, obvious and I would say detestable ways. Uh, we're going to have Sarah Carter joining us to talk about uh, this whole situation in the next hour because she was just there with the truckers. But, Clay, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going to tell you all about mortgage rates. They're at low levels. That's not going to be the case for much longer. If you've been paying attention, we know we have wildly high inflation in this country 7.5 percent well as a result 
Fed's going to be raising interest rates. And when those interest rates go up, your 15 and 30 year mortgage rates are going to go up as well. That means your home's going to get more expensive to finance. You don't want that to happen to you. That's why you need to spend about 10 minutes on the phone with our friends at American Financing. They can talk to you about ways to lower your mortgage payment. Maybe you can even pay off that high interest debt faster. So why not learn more? No upfront or hidden fees to pay. This is a simple, no-pressure conversation, 10-minute phone call to find out whether you could save $1,000 a month. How about $12,000 a year? How much of a difference could tens of thousands of extra dollars in your pocket mean for you and your family in the long range? You need to find out by calling American Financing, 800-777-8109. I want you to listen closely to me. Go ahead and put this phone number in, 800 800- 777-8109. You can also visit AmericanFinancing.net, NMLS 182334, NMLSConsumeraccess.org. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show, rolling through the Wednesday edition of the program. Ottawa police, Buck, are passing out flyers demanding officially that everybody leave the protest area, all of the truckers. 
the question that I think is hanging over everything, and by the way, I would encourage you to go listen to our conversation that we had with Jordan Peterson yesterday, uh, who was fantastic, Canadian uh, analysis of that situation. And the question is, how violent is this going to get, Buck? In other words, they've tried to get the tow truck drivers. The tow truck drivers aren't moving to come move these truckers. Are they going to roll military uh, vehicles through to get these trucks dragged out of Ottawa? Are they going to rip the people out of the cabins of their uh, of their trucks, potentially beat them as they put them into uh, into custody? And if so, what is that? What are those images going to look like as they rapidly spread around the world? That is going to be a big question here. Now, certainly what Canada is hoping is that these truckers are going to see the request that they move on and that they are going to make the choice to leave on their own. But it doesn't seem likely that that is going to occur So the question for Trudeau, who has basically declared martial law in Canada, is how bad is this going to get before it is resolved? When especially, Buck, the easy answer is he could just do what everybody else around the country is doing and around the world, start to ease restrictions. It's so important to the mentality of an authoritarian, of a power-drunk, leftist, busybody like Justin Trudeau, that it's on his terms. That's really what this is all about. Because it also then leaves open, you already heard this from Rochelle Walensky, uh, the CDC director, that this is just about giving you a little reprieve from being told what to do by the Fauciites all the time. This isn't about it all going away forever. They are interested in keeping this apparatus of control just looming in the background until they want to assert it again, probably over COVID, but they could do it over other things, too. So, Clay, does it get violent? I certainly hope not, but... Trudeau's government, I think, falls if he sends in men with batons after these truckers. I think that's what ends up happening, but we'll see. One of the most innovative services I've witnessed in my on-air radio career comes from the Oxford Gold Group. They've made it so you can have real gold and silver delivered to your door. It's gold or silver you've purchased, and now you can easily take delivery. It's the same kind of thing that can happen with your IRA or 401k. I'm talking about real gold and silver in your retirement accounts. Why should you own gold and silver? Both traditionally hold their value, especially when markets decline or fail. The Oxford Gold Group, the industry leader in precious metals, is offering gold and silver at the lowest prices on the market. They'll beat any competitor's price on gold, silver, platinum, and palladium. Call the Oxford Gold Group today to request your free precious metals investment guide by using your cell phone and dialing pound 250. Say the keywords gold IRA. They'll tell you everything you need to know, answer all your questions about owning real gold and silver. From your cell phone right now, call the Oxford Gold Group. Simply dial pound 250 and say the keywords gold IRA. Welcome back into the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. How's uh, the midterms looking this early? I know it's a little bit uh, the uh, opening stages of the political battle, but we've also got redistricting underway and the mom revolution at the school board meeting still bearing fruit across the country. Somebody who knows a whole lot about this stuff is our friend Ryan Gerdusky. He's the author of They're Not Listening, How the Elites Created a, a National Populist Revolution. He is watching all this stuff very closely. Also the founder of the 1776 Project PAC. Ryan, good to have you on. 
Thanks for having me. So let's start with uh, the redistricting fight. I, I keep having friends that watch this stuff very closely who ping me to say, why aren't Republicans willing to take this to the mat the way Democrats are? Is is that what's going on here? Are Republicans not willing to actually wield the leverage they have to get the best districting for themselves possible going to the midterms? What are you seeing? No, that's that's not exactly the story. I mean, Republicans are getting their clocks clean with redistricting. I mean, Democrats are going to walk into the 2022 cycle with about 15 better, 15 more seats in their preference than they had in the last election cycle. So it's partially because of the 2018 elections. Let's start with that. The 2018 elections, Republicans got wiped out in governor's elections across the entire Midwest and the Southwest. It really, really, really hurt them. Uh, you have states like, uh, you know, New Mexico, which had Governor Susana Martinez in 2010 as their governor with a Republican state house. And now you have all Democrats. Same thing in Nevada. Same thing in Illinois. Um, same thing in New York now. All of those states now are where the party is able to redistrict have really gutted Republicans' chances of picking up some seats. Um, in New York, for example, Republicans are going to lose about four seats or they're going to be less likely to keep four seats in a state where they didn't have, you know, that many compared to Democrats to begin with. Um, Republicans have tried in states like Tennessee, for example. Um, they have they gutted one of the two Republican seats in Georgia. They were very aggressive in Texas. They were very aggressive in their redistricting. The problem is the courts have been striking them down in states like Ohio and North Carolina. Other states where Republicans were very aggressively redistricting the, you know, the in North Carolina's case, it was a Democrat majority court. In Ohio, it was a Republican majority court who struck them down. And the courts have not been holding Democrats the same account. In New Jersey, for example, Jersey is an extremely aggressive Democrat uh, gerrymandered dish, uh, state. And I mean, in some of the, in some of the places, districts are connected by water. They're not even connected by land masses. Um, and they still they still kept the, the court upheld the Democrat redistricting efforts. So it's been I mean, it partially it's been because of the courts have been striking down Republicans and also in the quote unquote nonpartisan redistricting. It's very clearly favored Democrats in the cases of, you know, California, for example, Republicans are, you know, some incumbent Republicans are having a very, very tough time. So early on, the argument was that Republicans were going to gain a lot from redistricting. Obviously, that has not been the case as you are laying it out here. What would be your forecast for what is likely to happen in the House now that we kind of have a sense, at least somewhat, of what these districts are going to look like nationwide? What would be your over-under estimate for Republican pickup and what chance would you even give for Democrats to be able to hold on, keep Nancy Pelosi in power in the House? Well, so there are a bunch of big states that have still not pre pre presented their maps. Florida, North Carolina, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. Those are the big ones especially. They still don't have their maps present. So we don't know about 100-some-odd seats are still out. With the seats that we know that we, we have – um, I would say Republicans have probably a 75 to 80 percent chance of winning back the House. It's looking like it's going to be as of right now, as of today, it's an R plus four map. That's what the Democrat internals say. That's what the median um, uh, public polls are all showing uh, Republicans. Right. So last year it was about a D plus 
seven map nationally. It's looking like an R plus four map. So it's a monster swing, like a double digit swing from a a a minus seven to a plus four if you're a Republican. Right. It's a gigantic swing and it puts Democrats in a position of weakness in places, even like in Connecticut, even in um, Nevada, in some places, even in parts of California. And Joe Biden is a giant drag on the party right now. Uh, the L.A. Times Berkeley poll in California, just of California, came out with their estimate today saying Joe Biden has a 47 percent approval rating in the state of California. This is a state he won by 30 points just a year ago. Kamala Harris has a 38 percent approval rating. Only 60 percent of Democrats and 30 percent of independents support i have a favorable opinion of kamala harris at this point now that doesn't mean democrats are going to start voting in mass for republicans but what it does show is that they may not vote at all which was the case in several of these states like in new jersey last year um when we had the state of the governor's election republicans barely lost the governor's election but they had the biggest swing of the state legislative elections in 30 years just yesterday last night you had in San Francisco all three liberal progressive school board members be kicked out. And in New Jersey, you had Republicans win city council races in New Jersey in very, very blue areas because Republican turnout is going to be closer towards a presidential election, while Democrat turnout will not be nearly as high, which will absolutely be what saves a lot of Republicans who will find themselves because of redistricting in uh, bluer districts. Right, so right now, I would say Republicans have a very sorry. Republicans have a very good chance of picking up seats um, across the board, and are looking at if they win the House, probably with a 230 to 240 seat majority, which is a comfortable majority. It's not huge, but I will say this, which is the most important thing: a lot of Republicans come next year will be representing seats that Biden won. So expect a lot more moderation coming from Republicans simply because they'll be representing districts that voted against Trump in 2020. Um, so the, the party will be bigger, but it will probably be a lot more moderate um, than, than, previous, than, than previous 2010 Tea Party wave elections, simply because they won't be representing seats that, that went for the president. They'll just be representing more, uh, more moderate or independent-leaning areas. We're speaking to Ryan Gerdusky, author of They're Not Listening and founder of the 1776 Project Pack, Ryan, what do you think if you were to line up just two or three messaging points for the GOP at the national level going into this midterms, you know, between now and when the votes are cast, you look at the data day in and day out, you follow very closely the competitive races. What is the uh, the secret sauce, so to speak? What's the magic combo? What should Republicans be hammering between now and Election Day? Right. So I'm writing actually a thing about this for my national populist uh, Substack, the national populist, uh, national populist newsletter on Substack. This is the perfect time for what Trump campaigned on in 2016. Think about this. You have massive runaway inflation, which is the secret tax and the weakening of the dollar on the working class population. You have now year three of the of the, of the pandemic. Most products that they claimed that were going to be made in America are still not made in America. Most of our medical supplies, our military supplies, essential services that the American public really desperately wants. It came out just two days ago that China never reneged on their promise with President Trump to buy $200 billion more of American products. 
That never happened. And lastly, the border and immigration are a complete disaster area. A new Gallup poll found that 70 percent of Republicans want to reduce legal immigration, legal, not illegal. And illegal immigration is the number one issue driving Republican voters. If you want your base to turn out, you need to emphasize all of those things. It has to be a message of economic populism and nationalism when it comes to immigration. That is the message to hammer home. That is what delivered Donald Trump's election in 2016. You can say it without being inflammatory, but this is the message that people are genuinely concerned about. People at this point with new variants and new strains threatening to lock them down again. They are more hesitant towards mass immigration than ever. And they are sitting there and saying, we are the country that defeated the, the, the Nazis and the communists in the last century. Why can we still not produce ventilators in this country? Why, why are we dependent on Mexico for our military equipment? This is a gigantic national security and economic issue. This is the issue to lean into. And if I was also a Republican, I would say lean away from issues of, of promising to curb uh, Medicare and Social Security. It is the one issue, really, that Republicans are still losing to Democrats on is the fear from seniors that they're going to cut entitlement. And lastly, but not leastly, of course, critical race theory and schools. It is the biggest wedge issue for suburban moms, the people who hated Donald Trump, but they look at their their children right now and the indoctrination and the mask mandates and the school shutdowns, and they are furious about it. And they are blaming it on the Democratic Party, which has been pro-masking and pro-shutdowns for two straight years. Good stuff. Ryan Gerdusky giving you a roadmap right there. Thanks for the update on redistricting. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. All right. Got to tell you, hey, you know what I'm drinking right now? Black Rifle Coffee. You know why? A little bit into the afternoon, maybe, especially if you're on the East Coast afternoon anyway. On the West Coast, maybe a little bit getting close to lunch. Maybe you're having a little bit of a drag right now. Need some Black Rifle Coffee to give you a little bit of a boost. They are uh, absolutely in love with service members, and they are making sure that they will give you a satisfying cup of coffee. They are committed to fellow veterans and first responders, and with every purchase, they give back. They go after high-quality coffee beans from Colombia and Brazil. They then roast them five days a week in Tennessee and Utah. That way, they have the best possible freshness, and they deliver these premium coffee beans to your home and you can sign up and join. And when you do your Chosen Brews roasted package shipped free to your door on your schedule, no store visits, freshly roasted coffee beans made to order all at a great price point. Great deal on great coffee. You can also get them in a can. Mocha cold brew version is fantastic. Get yours at BlackRifleCoffee.com. You can use the code Clay and Buck at checkout for 20% off your purchase and your first coffee club door order do it blackriflecoffee.com code clay and buck hey i'm jay shetty and i'm the host of the on purpose podcast on purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier healthier and more healed this week i talked to orlando bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough. 
that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Closing out hour number two. Encourage you to go subscribe. Search out my name, Clay Travis. Search out Buck Sexton. Go give us a five-star review. Dub is reviewing them. At some point soon, we will have read them. A couple of things I wanted to hit you with. Uh, We were talking earlier in the show, Buck, about... Defiant L's, which is one of the fun Twitter accounts. You got to tell everyone what they do, because like we live in the Twitterverse. Ninety five percent of our people right now don't. So let's tell them what what the heck is this thing? It's great. Defiant at Defiant L's is a great Twitter account that posts left wing hypocrisy. So someone says, uh, you know, for instance, I'll never take this Trump vaccine. Why in the world would anybody do it? This is crazy. And then as soon as Biden becomes president, They flip it and they say, anybody who's not taking this vaccine is an imbecile. Like, how in the world would you not be? What a bunch of idiots these Trump people are, right? I mean, just exposing the direct emotional hypocrisy connected very often to the left wing. They were suspended. They now are back. That just happened. Uh, I want to speak to this hypocrisy right now. Many of you are out in Los Angeles. You listen to us. We appreciate you uh, behind enemy lines, although now you're in the majority if you don't like Joe Biden, uh, according to a recent Berkeley poll that we talked about earlier in the show. But the L.A. Rams won the Super Bowl on Sunday, and they are having a celebration today. The celebration, in order to attend it, Buck, you have to be vaccinated. It's outdoors. People are driving by. By the way, L.A. had an outdoor vaccine mandate until like yesterday, even though I was out there all of last week. I didn't even know I was supposed to be wearing them. Not that I would have done it, but I didn't even know I was supposed to be wearing a mask while I was walking around on the street. Although, Buck, I did get dinged for not having my mask on in an Uber. I got oh, yes. an email. It's the first time it's happened. Do, do you have to? I, I've had this many times where they then make you take a selfie with a mask on. That's how you know you got you got uh 
you know, reported Super on. Date. You got someone tattled on you, some driver yes. tattled on you. It's you have to take a photo of yourself with a mask on before you can arrange for another Uber to pick you up. I mean, Uber is a super lib company. You know, it's the same as Facebook and Google and all these places. Totally nuts. You know, Clay, you know who I love, though? On the, oh, wait, or the, the, the outdoor mask thing is crazy. We all know it. L.A. just said they're getting rid of their outdoor mask mandate. I didn't yes. even know that was a thing that they still had. This is That's just right. lunacy. But, I- but my favorite people, though, are the ones who in recent weeks have been sharing the, the videos of themselves and here, here's here's what it reminds me of. I saw a really really interesting documentary years ago about people who were getting basic like cataract and another surgery in North Korea from some NGO. And the thing that was fascinating was first of all how hard it was to obviously get in there, and they're just doing free surgery for people, right? What do you think the first thing is that every person when they can finally see again, the first thing that do you think they turn and thank the NGO? You think they thank the doctor? They literally, one after another, in North Korea, turn around it in tears to thank the dear leader portrait that's always in the room with them. Thank you, Kim Jong-un, for giving me back my sight. It reminds me of that when you see these blue check libs do the, I have COVID and I'm really sick, but I just want to say I'm so thankful for my fourth vaccine <laughs> shot and all the great guidance from the CDC and Dr. Fauci's like, what will it take for you to understand who your oppressor is. What well, more has to happen? And they all always say, if I hadn't gotten vaccinated, so I would have been worse. way more serious. So much right? worse. Probably not. I haven't been vaccinated, and I had COVID twice, and I had no issues with it. So a couple of things happened in L.A. One, the hypocrisy of the Super Bowl has connected on a level way beyond just conservative media, right? Like this thing, I shared a video from the Super Bowl. It was shared 100,000 times, uh, and... There was, did you see this story? We had it up at OutKick, Buck. One of the top teachers union members in the state of California was caught posting photos from inside of the Rams 49ers game, which was the NFC Championship game the week before. He's been arguing that it's not safe for kids to be able to be unmasked in classroom because the teachers are there. Yet he was unmasked in a 70,000-seat stadium. And even Jimmy Kimmel took note of this on his program, uh, which you know when they're making fun of the stupidity of mask mandates, even on late night talk shows, it's cut through it's cut through in a big way. Listen to cut eleven. In sunny California where the unmasking has begun, as of today the statewide indoor mask mandate for vaccinated individuals has been lifted, which is a shame because I was just about to get a nose job. And it's <laughs> If you got the shots, you no longer have to wear a mask indoors. And yet, I look out in our studio audience, I see masks on every face. And that's because in L.A. County, we're still required to mask up, unless you're at a football game, in which case you don't have to wear a mask at all. I mean, it cut through. A little bit, yeah. But, I mean, the rules, they've always been stupid. This is There's no revelation of, wait, there's these no rules doubt. are arbitrary and, and capricious and ridiculous. It's been that way the whole time. Clay... I, this morning, I wanted to pick up a little gluten-free zucchini bread. Don't worry about where I go oh, to get these things. what in the world? You know, I'm a fancy guy. I go into my little cafe to get my gluten-free zucchini, zucchini bread, bread, and everyone everyone in the line, I got my indoor scarf on, and everyone's got their mask on in the line, but sitting down unmasked. Oh, of course. And you're just looking at them like, this is, well, people... We are all, we are hamsters in a maze right now, and Fauci's going... 
Stop, go, stop, go, maybe so. Enough. I've had enough. It's so dumb. It's really, really dumb. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.